It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. Every day. We have a lunatic named Chris Russell that works for this radio station. I'm yeah, sure I know that guy. I'm sure you're familiar. I was just curious what your opinion is on him. Well, <laughs> never really liked Chris. Yeah. You? Really, anybody at the media at all, everybody who shreds me in the media, I'm not a big fan of. But <laughs> No, Chris has always been pretty fair. I like Chris. What's going on, guys? It is episode number 155 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Again, Happy New Year. Everybody trying to get back into the flow. And as the NFL cranks up the playoff machine with four playoff games this weekend, of course, the Redskins, among many teams, left to ponder what went wrong and how to improve it and how to fix themselves for 2019 so that they could get back to a playoff scenario. I'm Chris Russell. Again, it's good to have you aboard with us. You can email me at WrestleMania09 at gmail.com. WrestleMania09 at gmail.com with any questions, concerns, issues you have, or, of course, if you want to sponsor the podcast, that would be awesome too. Or you can tweet me at WrestleMania621, at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins uh, is how you can find news, notes, information, podcast links at Locked Redskins. And, of course, if you're looking to follow the entire NFL, and we highly suggest that you do, at Locked On NFL Net, at Locked On NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram. All right, let's get to the news of the day coming up. We will hear a little bit from Adrian Peterson and a little bit from Josh Norman as they met with the media before departing Washington, D.C. and Northern Virginia for the winter. And who knows if both will be back. Uh, So we will hear from both of those gentlemen on today's show or at least a portion of their time uh, with the media, trying to bring you as many of these as we possibly can. But the news of the day is that the state attorney office in the state of Florida has officially dropped a misdemeanor domestic violence charge against Reuben Foster. That, according to court records from the November 24th incident at the San Francisco 49er Hotel uh, the night before the 49ers and the Buccaneers were scheduled to play in Tampa between uh, Reuben Foster and his on-again, off-again girlfriend, Elissa Ennis. Um The bottom line is this. Foster has been put on the NFL commissioner's exempt list from the moment that he was claimed off of waivers by the Washington Redskins. He was scheduled for an arraignment on Thursday in Hillsborough County, Florida. The prosecutors apparently came up with a insufficient evidence to file charges after a quote unquote meticulous review of the facts of the case, said the district uh, attorney, uh, the the attorney's office, uh, the DA's office, and their director of communications. Now, um, we probably shouldn't 
be surprised by this. I don't think I am. Um, Alyssa Ennis's attorney said, quote, we're disappointed the prosecutor's choice is yet another slap in the face to Miss Ennis, just like the one Mr. Foster gave her in Tampa. Alyssa Ennis was fully ready to participate and hold him accountable. This is not a situation where she recanted, nor that the prosecutor had new evidence that it did not happen. So clearly the prosecutor and the alleged girl, uh, the alleged um, victim here are saying, wait a second, we're not playing any games here. This is not what happened last time when basically she was doing everything she could to um, maybe get at Reuben Foster or get back with Reuben Foster. The bottom line is this. I don't know who to believe. I don't think any of us know who to believe. The thing that we have to understand is just because the prosecutors found insufficient evidence to file charges, even though they said they did a quote-unquote meticulous review of the facts of the case, what they're probably saying is, look, we have circumstantial evidence. We have pictures. We have some scrapes, some bruises, what have you. We obviously arrested Reuben Foster, and it cost him his job with the San Francisco 49ers, and it set off a huge firestorm. But what we don't have is enough evidence to overcome Alyssa Ennis's alleged or reported track record. That's how I kind of process this. It doesn't mean that they found no evidence that something happened. It doesn't mean that she's telling the right story either. What I believe it means is, and what I'm kind of working is, we already had a huge uphill climb. If you are the district attorney's office or the state attorney's office, I should say, and they knew that their burden of proof would be enormous. And despite doing a quote-unquote meticulous review of the facts of the case, insufficient evidence doesn't mean that there was no evidence. And that's where people are going to run with this and say, see, this proves that Reuben Foster is innocent. No, it actually doesn't. It proves that there wasn't enough evidence to move forward with the case to file charges considering what they already knew what the track record of Alyssa Ennis was and how the defense would defend Reuben Foster and attack Alyssa Ennis, the, the only witness that quite honestly matters. So that's what it means. It does not mean that Reuben Foster did not do anything wrong. Don't make that mistake because that is something that many, many, many people do in this particular case. It does not mean that Reuben Foster did not do anything wrong. It means that there wasn't enough evidence to overcome the built-in track record, the built-in problem with the star witness. So that's where we're at. Now, what this means moving forward is Reuben Foster, again, still on the commissioner's exempt list. The NFL issued a general statement, said they're going to continue to review the case. He still can't be reinstated, or he still hasn't been reinstated. Let's put it that way. I don't think he'll be reinstated anytime soon, and he'll likely face some sort of suspension. Now, he's suspended two games to start the 
calendar year or the the regular season 2018 with the San Francisco 49ers. Again, the first two games of his ultimately second year in the NFL. So he's already dealing with that as a, I guess, a baseline. It's very likely that he's going to get in the neighborhood of a minimum of a four-game suspension, maybe an eight, a six-game suspension, and, and certainly you could make the argument that the NFL could go heavy here. Now, whether that would be pared down upon appeal, again, that's not what we want to talk about here tonight. The bottom line is is I wouldn't expect Reuben Foster to play in a regular season game probably until sometime next October for the Redskins, and that's assuming that he can stay clean. However, I would expect that he's going to eventually, assuming that no other incidents happen, that he's going to eventually be able to play in preseason games, number one, and number two, be down at training camp in Richmond when the Redskins open training camp in late July. Regardless of the coach, regardless of the coordinator, regardless of anything. Now, you might remember, we mentioned this on this podcast back after he was signed. There was a lot of acrimony in the building. There were a, a lot of divide. And I assume there still is. So maybe that will get sorted out. Maybe that won't. Maybe this won't even be an issue by the time we get to late July or even the offseason program, which on field won't start until mid to late April. And media won't be allowed out there until I guess it would be like early to mid May where we see Reuben Foster on the field. And who knows, again, what might happen between then and now. But it does not mean that Reuben Foster was in the clear or is in the clear by any stretch of the imagination. Still a long way to go in this particular situation, even though the charges were dropped. And to some degree, at least the Redskins were vindicated for their faith, their hope, their shot in the dark in trying to claim him. Because, again... Make no mistake about it, the Redskins did not do a thorough investigation here before or seemingly after the claiming of Reuben Foster. They took a chance, is what they did. They took a calculated chance, and maybe it wasn't even that calculated. Um, we can talk about that at another time. The bottom line is, is the Redskins are not paragons of virtue here. The Redskins took a chance, and they, in, to some degree... They got fortunate here. All right, let's take a quick time out here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Again, it is episode number 155. Good to have you aboard with us. I'm Chris Russell. When we come back, we will hear from Josh Norman, Redskins corner. Will he be a Redskins corner after the offseason? That will be among the topics discussed with Josh Norman, who just wrapped up his third season with the Washington Redskins right here on the Lockdown Redskins podcast. But first, guys, is your company looking for a new way to reach customers? Well, your company can be mentioned right here and right now. Podcast listeners are 60% more likely to interact with sponsors they hear on their podcasts. Our demographic is 98% males and has more education and earning than traditional media audiences. Have your company sponsor this podcast, Locked On Redskins and the Locked On Sports Podcast Network. Email me at russellmania09. That's R U S S E L L M A N I A 09, russellmania09 at gmail.com, and I'll get you all the details. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, good to have you aboard with us, guys. It is episode number 155. I'm Chris Russell of the Locked On Redskins Podcast. Again, make sure you follow me on Twitter at WrestleMania621, as well at Locked Redskins for Redskins news, information, links, all of that good stuff, and at Locked On NFL Net, at Locked On NFL Net for all of our NFL team coverage and correspondence, breaking news, injury information, game updates, uh, quotes, everything, at Locked On NFL Net, also on Instagram as well, at Locked On NFL Net. Also, don't forget, listen to episode number 154 that Earl Forsey and I did just the other day as we wrapped up the Redskins season-ending loss and where do they go from here. And as I record this, it is Thursday night, January the 3rd, 2019, and the Redskins have not made any coaching uh, or front office moves just yet. All right, let's turn it over to Josh Norman, who met with reporters on Monday as the Redskins were cleaning out their locker. Where does he and the Redskins go from here? All right, Josh, when you reflect on this season and think about kind of how it all, the highs to the lows, what goes through your mind as you reflect on it and look back? The fact that we just couldn't um, maintain a consistent you know, uh, winning prowess, that is pretty much, um, yeah, we, we couldn't maintain a, a winning prowess, and, and that sucks. How dramatic was that shift immediately when Alex got hurt? I mean, it was a big shift. I mean, it was a big deal. You got to think about it. Like, that's that's huge. It's time position. Then the guy don't turn the ball over. We knew what was getting in him when he came in here, so... Um, that entail and, and boost, you know, our you know, defense defense prowess as well to go on the field and um, get the turnovers that we needed to get the ball back to them so they can maintain that. And, shoot, boy, I tell you, it was working good, too. You know, he wasn't flashy. He wasn't flashy on offense. He didn't do anything, you know, outside of the confines of the offense. He did. He took what was given to him. And that was fine enough, and that was okay for what we were. And, you know, when that went down and when that went out, you know, it, it kind of like started to, you know, river down. And we got hope and coat, and it was just amazing, you know. We felt that you know, hope and, and everything that he had brought to the table, and it was good. And he went down, and Mark Sanchez came in, and he went out, and um, Josh Johnson came in, and, you know, um, Going for quarterbacks in the season, I don't care who you are, what team you are, it ain't gonna cut it. It just ain't gonna cut it. Um, they did their best though. You got to tip your hats off to them. They fought valiantly. They really did. It's just poor quarterbacks went to these man. It's, that's tough for anybody. It's being roll. I don't care who you are. I mean, yeah, we was um, six and three in that break, but Jesus, Lord of mercy, Mary and Joseph, like. 
You know, that's – can't win like that. Now, especially in this league, when it's just like you got to have a quarterback in order to be successful, and this offenses are now just doing whatever they want because of the rules so slighted to them as defenders. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's tough, but – you know, um, that's just the way it's going to. It's not the league of the old anymore. But the guys that just, you know, play smash mouth football. That's, you know, you would like that to happen, but you get in trouble when that starts to happen as much. So, um, yeah, we got to find ways, man, solutions, but can't wait like that. Josh, obviously there's going to be a trickle down for your side of the ball too when you lose a guy like that. But yeah. aside from that, what didn't go right? Went wrong over the last half for you guys that you could have done better even aside from that. Yeah, I mean, uh, shoot, we could have did a lot of things better. Um, could I got out the field better, but we didn't. And then when we did get out the field, we got right back on the field. So I mean, you know, we can go hand to hand, you know, foot in the mouth, <laughs> like. But at the same time, you gotta take onus for the things that you screwed up, you messed up on. Like, I know myself, for example, like, I messed up on a couple things. Like, I can say that for myself. I know I gave up a couple touchdowns this season, something that's just not characteristic of myself. We don't do that. And then um, a couple plays, I could have been more efficient on third downs. I just wasn't. Um, I didn't execute the um, either the proper leverage, technique, or just making the play. It just wasn't there. And I got to take honest in that, and I got to look at that and review the film and see what I can do to get better. For not only myself but my teammates, because they need me, and they um, they need for us to uh, be that guy. Um, but I also got to look at the good and the positives. Um, it's probably the most that I've had in turnovers for a season. Um, and I don't know. I, I was I thought I played really well. Um, I thought I was definitely efficient um, in areas. But then there were some that I wasn't. So, um, but main part we was consistent, and that's that's the thing you can take from it. I just think for as the defense it's itself. Um, we need to be more consistent on all phases, levels, tier one through tier three, front line, linebackers, and secondary. And we'll be there, I'm pretty sure. You've been part of a championship team. What needs yeah. to change here to get to that? Huh. <laughs> well, what we need to do is win the NFCs. That's what we need to do. How do you do that? Exactly. What needs to change? I mean, inside of, is it inside the locker room? Is it scheme? Is it players? What, what needs to change? We can say a lot of things, but all those things are um, what you said. So, we'll see what happens. I just wonder if you have a best memory and a worst memory from this season. <sighs> best memory, worst memory. Um, no, I haven't thought about it. To be honest with you, I haven't thought about that. Best memory, worst memory. Um, kind of question. Um, really haven't. Um, this is the worst one, so. I don't know what you want to take from a best when you sit here and guys clean out locker rooms and all kind of different things. And you see other guys going to the playoffs. There's no best win there. It's not. And, and Josh, do you have a message for the fans given the rocky season that their favorite team had? Yeah. Um, this too shall pass. It really will. Um, no matter what the circumstances, you die hard, you'll be that through and through. It no matter. I mean, shoot, I done seen anybody putting trash bags on their head, so then you'll be all right. Um, or brown bags. I don't, I don't think those guys are Cleveland Browns. Uh, we'll be all right. We're 500, so um, 
I just think like 500 all together as a team and organization is going through. You know, I know our record seven and nine, but still we hovering on that 500 mark, and you can either swing the tide one way or another, and you just gotta swing it in the right direction, being that winning class. I mean, we we started out hot, man. We really did. We really started out hot, and and I would love to have seen what we could have done if no one got hurt. Um, I don't like to put that on it. I'm not gonna put it on it, but. If you just think about it for a moment, six and three, and you got guys still helping. Two of games were already won in our pocket. That just goes to show you right there. That would have changed the tide for sure. And we would have been talking about playoffs instead of talking about cleaning out lockers. And that's just what it is. Judge, you've mentioned kind of some of the on-the-field stuff. Is there anything you guys evaluate as far as off the field and leadership and togetherness as a defense going into this offseason for next year? Um... I don't know, man. I, I feel like, you know, we got guys here that are going to step up in places that they normally wouldn't. And the young guys now got to step up and go into a more of a um, better leadership. Uh, don't have as much as those guys as you would like, but this is what we do have. And I feel like Jay Allen, um, he'll probably end up getting a C or something just because of how he's able to um, maneuver and man up his room. Um, with the defensive line, because like I said, always it starts up front. You can't do anything if you don't got no smash rocking mountain. And, and they have that up front um, with the bulls and the tackles they got. Um, Ionitis and on Jerron Payne and guys like that, man, they they make things. They move mountains, man. They move people out the way. And that's what we need from those young bulls, man, because um, they'll be big for us going, going down in the future. So um, I expect that from him and taking that role because that's that's him that's his um, um, to maintain. So when I talk about guys stepping up into that, and that's one of the guys I'm talking about. All right, that is Josh Norman. Part of his conversation with reporters on Monday as the Redskins again cleaned out their lockers and perhaps for good uh, in Norman's case. Coming up next, we will hear a brief clip. From Adrian Peterson, who had 1,250 combined total yards in his first and maybe only year with the Washington Redskins. That's next, right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we welcome you back. It is the Locked On Redskins podcast, episode number 155. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us as we take you into the weekend. Again, don't forget, a bunch of playoff games coming up uh, this weekend. It'll be Houston and Indianapolis, the Dallas Cowboys hosting the Seattle Seahawks on Saturday night, the Baltimore Ravens and the Los Angeles Chargers first up on Sunday, and... The Chicago Bears and Mitch Trubisky hosting the Philadelphia Eagles and Nick Foles, the defending Super Bowl champions. Looking forward to those games. All right, let's get to Adrian Peterson. Was this his only year in Washington? Well, time will tell. He says he wants to come back. Uh, Certainly he proved his mettle and his worth 
to the Redskins, but now the business of football will have to take place. Adrian Peterson, uh, part of his chat with reporters on Monday at Redskins Park. This entire season and what has happened really sink in for you yet? Um, not all the way, but uh, it has. You know, and um, obviously it didn't go the way we we envisioned it going. Um, but you know, guys continued to fight. Uh, we overcame a lot of adversity, and still had the opportunity to you know put ourselves in a good position. And we just fell short of that. You know, so I think we can be be able to learn a lot from from the season, and uh, you know, ultimately it'll it'll make us a better team going forward. It's just hearing the, the bags, the packing, just how much, I guess, the feeling of just this locker clean-out day. Uh, it's all, it always sucks. <laughs> you know, you see guys kind of, you know, go and go in a different direction, head home. Um, and, you know, you have to sit back and watch the playoffs. You know, um, so it's not the best, you know, part of the season. But I feel like if you look at it the right way, you can, you can learn a lot from it. And it just kind of make you itch to 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 be able to be around here, you know, to coming in today and watching film and seeing what we can do better to 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 perform better that Saturday, or that Sunday, whenever that 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 wild card game, or maybe you got to buy. Just being in a different position than um, exit physicals and meetings. Have you had any formal discussions with team about an extension, or you going to wait for things kind of settle down? And uh, my my agent uh, handle all that. Um, you know, I, like I said, I only can control the things that I can control, um, and I felt like I've I've done that somewhat. So um, you know, I'll just sit back and let the chip fall with it, man. Um, it just unfolded naturally, you know. I felt like we have a lot of leaders on this team, you know, not not just from the quarterback position or you know running back position because of you know um, the status of being a veteran. You know, we have a lot of veterans in this locker room. You know, Trent does a great job of you know stepping up as well. Um, and uh, but you know, I think for me naturally it kind of kind of unfolded that way. You know, you always want to let the quarterback kind of have that role, and losing him. You know, other guys had to step up and um, kind of be more vocal and, um, you know, be that voice for the team. So, you know, I just took it upon myself to use my voice when I could. You've obviously been around a dozen locker rooms at this point, you know, every year. Things change a little bit. But have you ever been around a locker room quite like this where there's so many guys, especially on a day like this, where guys who have been hurt haven't been in in a while, and you realize just how many guys went down and have been through here this season? Yeah, you know, I walked in and I was like, hey, hey, how you doing? You know, uh, Dunbar, how you doing? You know, it's just, yeah. You know, you see a lot of faces that you're just like, man, you know, that's a good player. That's a good player. That's a good player. You know, guys just just kind of, uh, you know, just a lot of injuries, man. I've never been a part of anything like this before where guys uh, just kind of kind of fell down like flies, you know. But, you know, when you see these faces, you see that, you know, they're looking good and they're looking like they're in good health. And, you know, that just kind of – gives you um that extra push you need for your head out you know just that reminder that hey we, we have a lot of good guys on this team to accomplish some some great things all right that is adrian peterson and again part of his conversation with reporters at redskins park thanks to craig hoffman and other reporters uh, george wallace from wtop for sending uh, that information and that sound along 
from the Redskins locker room. That's going to do it for us. Enjoy your weekend. Uh, Hopefully there's no major breaking Redskins news over it. Uh, But if there is, we will try and pump out a podcast episode and an update as quickly as we can. Don't forget, make sure you follow at LockedOnNFLNet, at LockedOnNFLNets for all sorts of timely NFL news and information from all of our correspondents right here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. Happy January, everyone. Adios. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.